Hey everyone, and welcome to Rise Above It, the official podcast of the Rise Business Community, where we talk about goals, failures, success, and how to navigate the pursuit of dreams. Our next guest is Bitcoin advocate, photographer, and GIF user extraordinaire, Cody. Cody's currently building a creative agency called Natterby and has served as mentor to various blockchain startups and even podcasts. He also has a penchant for reinventing himself, and there's little info out there about his past, but like we say with Rise, we're not defined by our past, so I'm not too worried about where he went to high school or whether he preferred NSYNC to Backstreet Boys. Uh, Cody, thank you for joining us. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Uh, Happy to be here. (laughs) I appreciate you taking the time. Crazy times out there, but it's good to talk about what we're doing for autonomy and for other people out there and just to have conversations in general. So let's jump in. Cody, Bitcoin, as someone whose Twitter profile might best be described as GFY with a smile, <laughs> why does Bitcoin represent to you a force for modern society? Um, definitely resembles a force for modern society um, just because look what's happening with the Fed right now. I mean, they're devaluing the U.S. dollar daily, and I think a hedge against that is Bitcoin in itself. Um, the same thing happened in 2008, you know, so it's kind of nice to see and gather around something that actually makes sense and is governed by math instead of incompetence. <laughs> so, yeah, especially with the last stimulus, you just like, you know, we're printing out money here. There you go. Here's the money machine. How is it to the layperson uh, a hedge against that? Can you... You know, summarize it for a sentence or two for someone who is in the middle America who might not have heard anything about it. Or if they had, maybe they heard, you know, misinformation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and there's only 21 million Bitcoin. <laughs> and there, apparently there's an unlimited amount of fiat. So every time the money printer, they say, goes burr, they're essentially <laughs> uh, devaluing the dollar. And that does not happen with Bitcoin. Um, we'll keep it very high level here for those who aren't yet uh, cryptocurrency enthusiasts. Not I yet. Pers- <laughs> yeah, not yet, man. I, uh, I personally bought a few currencies over the years, but I'm not an expert by any means. Um, question for you here. Did you want to be an influencer, Cody, or did that some is that something that came organically to you from your knowledge? Uh, that's something that kind of just came organically. Um, I was just talking about it and just traveling a lot and meeting other people in the space. And that's just something that came along with it. Okay. What uh, what year did you kind of dive into this? Uh, I was diving about four and a half, almost five years ago now. and okay. But I uh, didn't start talking about it publicly until like a few years ago. Uh, that's something too that we can, that can, you know, hopefully relate to other people starting totally different ideas too. That if they're like the more you research it and if you're really talking about it and you're transparent, uh, which is, you know, one of your uh, MOs, it seems like is uh, transparency and just talking about, whatever's on on your mind type of thing if people do that uh and, and realize that you know once you start talking about it it doesn't have to be perfect right off the bat uh, as long as you're consistent i think that seems to be you know possibly why like you said it kind of you came to be an influencer then you're you're interested you talked about it and you know that's that's where it goes so that makes sense um yeah i guess it's not talked about as much as it should but an immediate impact of COVID lockdowns has been an unfathomable loss of jobs, which is likely already leading to a rise in homelessness. Uh, as someone who was homeless just a few years ago, what could you share about your experience that you're comfortable sharing that might help someone who is or who knows someone who is now dealing with homelessness and might not know where to turn? Don't be afraid to reach out. 
you know, if you know you're struggling to that point and, you know, put your pride aside, you know, you have to get by. These are unconventional times and you really have to do what you have to do and don't be ashamed of it. Now, it might be different from like where where you were. So I'm not sure if it's, you know, regional versus local or anything, but like, were there any resources or programs or, or anything in particular that you thought was was helpful that might help somebody in you know las vegas or you know san diego or something like that um honestly just family and friends okay uh, yep. yeah that's that's it you know especially right now because all the programs are swamped yeah. you know so it's even more difficult and also if you are facing that don't forget there's a stimulus check out there to help you you know currently that's a good point yeah so even that could could help someone just you know over that you know the the hump or to get to the next step or or to be able to to travel to a family member or something like that that's a good point we had uh unfortunately i'm in uh i'm in northern michigan it's a small town called traverse city and they shut down their uh seasonal shelter which was supposed to go longer because you know michigan winter is effectively uh, go until mid-may <laughs> yeah <laughs> they shut it down early uh because of this uh and um one gal in particular died from exposure just after that because she had nowhere to go wow so yeah i mean I, i'm sure that's unfortunately happening all over the place and it's, it's not talked about uh as much so i, I appreciate the the tips and, and the the candor here yeah you know especially out here since all the stores are closed you know it's really only coffee shops and random niche grocery stores around my area that are open so yeah and then where can you where can you go to try to warm up too like that's uh at least at least here you know a lot of the local people who are between homes or 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 what have you go to the library and they can they can research places to you know help them get off their back on their feet type of thing too you know it's not just a place to warm up but you know those are are close too Um, yeah yeah it's it's insane right now um hope this hopefully ends soon or comes to some results. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, something we discussed with our third guest, Fatima Dicko, how would you advise people out there to find like-minded friends online? Because events like blockchain discussions are great, but if lockdowns don't go away anytime soon, how do you imagine the future of relationship building kind of going? Oh, uh, if you are on social media, follow hashtags and just join conversations. You know, a lot of the people I'm friends with now are in real life are through social media and uh before the whole world came to a screeching halt i was hanging out with these people on a regular basis out here and i built my whole network in new york i would say off of social media was it it mostly twitter or what or instagram what's which one jumped out for you as as being the the having the fewest barriers to you know finding a like-minded person twitter because you can just ask questions and it's such a low barrier to entry where you can just ask a CEO a question and the odds of them getting back to you are pretty high. So. Okay. No, that's good. Okay. Uh, on a continued uh, theme just about uh, Bitcoin and what's going on now, how do you reconcile the, the freedom of Bitcoin uh, in a blockchain theory with its dependence on sometimes state-run and thus fragile internet? Uh, if you're talking about other countries too where you know, this this Bitcoin relies on something that is no longer, you know, in our hands. How, how do you how do you reconcile the, the the future of that? I mean, really, it's just about adoption at this point. You know, the greater the Bitcoin community, the easier 
it will be to gain adoption, especially in unremarkable areas um, that don't have access to internet and things of that nature. You know, the faster this grows, the faster people will catch on and help out in other communities. What do you think about uh, other countries that might have you know, like restrictive, you know, internet? Do they? Are you, are you worried about how you know if if a state thinks that Bitcoin is a threat and they could you know restrict internet? Does that then restrict you know Bitcoin usage and and one's monetary freedom? I think humans have a funny way of going about this, where the more they are restricted, the more they find ways around it. <laughs> so, yep. I mean, you see that in China all the time. The restrictions are basically on a chokehold, but they always find some way to go around it. So you can only squeeze people so hard. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, Jeff Goldblum, Jurassic Park reference, you know, life finds a way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bitcoin will find a way for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you envision yourself 10 years ago doing what you do now? Perhaps not specifically, but your trajectory direction? <laughs> no. Was, not really? <laughs> not at all, man. Uh, <laughs> no, I wanted to be a pilot and uh, that just didn't end up working out. So <laughs> end up traversing into other things and now I'm here, <laughs> which is really <laughs> bizarre. But I'm having fun, so it's not yeah, too yeah. bad. Okay. I mean, see, one, one thing we try to think about too is, you know, obviously people go, some can be, you know, on their set path, you know, set by either them or their parents for the whole life type of thing. Others can obviously meander and, and deviate. But sometimes there's, you know, an internal compass of that. You, If you look backwards, okay, well, I was always on this theme. Uh, it sounds like you probably went off that. I guess would being a pilot, like you could be, how, how can we, was there a theme of I'm independent, I'm autonomous? Is there a way that uh, connects now or is it totally well, different? I mean, the whole time I was doing creative work, like I was traveling, I did a few tours in the service, and I was documenting that whole thing with photography and things of that yeah. nature. So mm -hmm. I've been a creative pretty much my whole life and just kind of kept on that trajectory and just didn't do the pilot thing and then veered off to a full <laughs> creative career. <laughs> okay. All right. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, so to people who want to buy Bitcoin, you know, there's a great plugin called Lolly that uh, we like yeah. we talked about. Yeah. Use purchasers of online goods, fractional shares with each purchase. For those who want more than that, what's the easiest for a, a total newbie to go buy Bitcoin right now? Um, just say Coinbase. It's easy entry. You know, some people give me flack about that or Cash App. Mm -hmm. Cash App's also a good one. Um, but Lolly's great. You know, Alex Adelman has built an incredible product to get sats back on all your purchases. That's pretty awesome, man. Yeah, and they're they're on with you know almost any you know online store that you can think of essentially now. I'm not sure which they haven't really yeah. worked with. They've infiltrated Amazon, every but... market pretty much, even Bass Pro Shop. Like, <laughs> so. well, yeah, yeah, and that's that's getting into some other niches too. That's that's good. That that really helps, uh, especially if it's something that you know somebody might be you know, nervous about investment. Some people yeah. are nervous about investment in, in general, especially after this, yeah. let alone something that's totally new that could be, you know, from mainstream media deemed, uh, you know, risky and whatnot. So if it's just like, okay, well, I bought diapers and I got a, a share. Well, there you go. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Another way to look at it too, even from the traditional side, you have companies like Celsius and also BlockFi who are giving you percentage back for holding crypto. And a oh. lot more people are comfortable with that. 
Okay, that's good. No, I didn't. I didn't know about that. Yeah, I think that needs uh, to. I think that word needs to spread a little more because I hadn't heard about that either. Yeah. About Lolly. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, and then also, uh, you know, kind of getting that back for holding onto crypto because yeah, I'm the same as you. I had. Uh, I think I started with Coinbase early on. It was one of the early ones, and it was easy, you know, ease of use and everything. And I wasn't sure if that was still kind of the main, the main go-to, or but um, uh, I had a little portfolio on there for a little while. Yeah, there's so many ways to get involved now, and it's that's pretty exciting as well. We need more on-ramps that are user-focused, you know, just for a normal person to come in and say, hey, I want to buy this, and there's not a big process. You know? Yeah, yeah. So that's good about BlockFi, too, with the essentially answering the, the, the store of value issue, too, that people are like, oh, well, I hold this, and what's it going to be? Uh, is, it, is it volatile? And they can help kind of uh, hedge against that, so that's good. Uh, one... One new question. Can you tell us anything about uh, Natterby? What's going on? What's going on there? Uh, it's, it's just a company I'm a part of, a creative agency, building up social medias and things like that. You know, it's pretty okay. cool. <laughs> now, are you doing anything? Are you are you thinking about post COVID? You know, media and and marketing. Uh, like how how adaptable? Uh, like or, or like essentially, who is who is your target uh, client customer? Really, anyone that wants to build up their socials or media presence, especially in fintech and crypto, um, that's my target audience right now for that. Okay. Have you seen anything in the last, like, six weeks that's really, okay, well, this is the place to put your uh, attention. And, again, it, it remains to be seen, like, after lockdown, if things will, you know, revert back to a, a normal if, or if we're going to have a new normal. Like, are you seeing anything changing in the last six weeks as far as uh, social goes? Uh, seeing a lot more ads pumped out. A lot of brands are trying to capitalize on the COVID and, you know, it's definitely hard to step around. You have to have pretty light feet <laughs> to talk about it. And, uh, yeah, just brands are being a lot more careful <laughs> to say the least. Are you, uh, are you bullish on, a on, on TikTok and on some of these new ones? Uh, or are you still standing with staying with some of the quote unquote traditionals? I think TikTok's going to be huge. Um, it's easy user experience and to be able to go viral that quickly on a platform is great. You know, to gain a following, there's some people that started a year ago and have a million followers yeah. and that organic impressions will not last forever. You know, you're going to have to start buying ads on TikTok platforms like they did with Instagram and Twitter to gain that same traction. Mm hmm. How would you, as, as somebody who knows, you know, media, photography, and, and a lot of the stuff, how would you differentiate that from, uh, say, Vine, someone who might might have known Vine, but they haven't used TikTok yet? Um, honestly, it's almost the same platform, except it's not a six-second loop. Um, if you're used to using Instagram or you were used to using Vine, you will catch on to TikTok with really no issue. Okay. Uh, and then have you seen any of the, the demographics change, or is it is it still... I guess it's, it's a lot of like, like a lot of these start off with, with younger demographics, but is, is TikTok really changed or is it still kind of the 18 to 24? It's still that demographic for sure. But if you think about it like this, if you're starting now to build your TikTok presence in a year or three years from now, that demographic will be grown up and listening to your brand and your message. Okay. No, that's good to know. Um, um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll end it here with some shout outs. So tell us where to find you. Anything you're a fan of or you want our listeners to know? Uh, you can find me everywhere at uh, I hate Cody. It's 
I hate and then C O D uh, E E. Mm-hmm. And uh, shout out to everyone. Everyone's getting a shout out. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, everyone's cool. So that's all I got. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. Yeah. Short, short and sweet. Uh, a lot of these are too. We all just try to get conversations that might be a little bit different. Uh, hopefully, some co- questions that might be different. Maybe they, maybe they weren't. Maybe it's stuff you've already answered before. But uh, <laughs> you know, we're 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 trying, and we hope that you know stuff like this can help people. Uh, rise above what they're what they're going through or maybe think of new things so uh i appreciate the the time uh and you know we will we're going to do a little mini blog write up and we'll we'll link to the stuff that you're you've got going on as well so people can, people can look for that uh and find you and hopefully hit up not or be are you guys uh taking clients now or are you still uh building uh yeah we're taking clients right now okay all right are you are you not what's your what's your domain yep not Okay, and that sounds very uh, British. Is there? Where's the Where's the name come from? I made it up. <laughs> <laughs> all good. All good. Okay. Uh, well, well, thank you, Cody, for taking the time, and we will continue uh, following you. Hopefully, new people can can follow you online and and learn some stuff and get some uh, some meme laughs from yeah. you. Yeah. Always appreciative of that. So, uh, thank you for your time, and uh, be well out there. Cool. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Cody. All right.